Matthew 5, 8 through 12. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts, all of our souls, and all of our minds, may they be truly and utterly faithful to your word, O Lord, our God, our rock, and our redeemer. And we invite your spirit into this place, into this time, into our hearts, into our lives. Help us to see you today, Lord, and help us to live out the love that you have for us to others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So how's your reading of chapters 5, 6, and 7 going? Uh, every single day you're supposed to be reading at least 5, 6, and 7, or maybe at least once a week reading 5, 6, and 7. Uh, hopefully you're doing that. Uh, if you're not, maybe start, begin that, begin that. Maybe on Monday, read one translation. Tuesday, read a different translation. Wednesday, read a different translation. And kind of try to pick out without really looking, say, you know what? I remember that translation said this here. What's, what does that mean? And then kind of ponder it, look at it, see. Let these scriptures just live in you and change you and transform you because this is Jesus's biggest teaching in the Bible altogether. This is Jesus teaching us what it means to follow him. And so we ought to be living this out. It ought to be part of who we are. And so we ought to be trying to, uh, to, to know how we can live this out. Uh, John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, preached uh, this sermon at one time at 625 uh, uh, for 4,000 coal miners out in the morning. 625 a.m. before the coal miners went in to go to work. And you can imagine he used the refuse from the coal mine as his podium as he stood out there and proclaimed God's word to 4,000 coal miners. And, and he said you could hear a pin drop. Uh, as he proclaimed the good news of Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and uh, you know, he decided he was going to go out into the world and do anything to reach people for Jesus Christ. He was going to go where the people were, do what the people needed to, to know and hear, uh, and let them know that God loved them and that they could live out a life of holiness of heart and life uh, like we're called to do. Uh, and so uh, here we are uh, starting in chapter, uh, in verse 8, and it says, God blesses those whose hearts are pure. Uh, and the word there for heart, uh, in Jesus' day, uh, the heart was the center of their being. It, it still is today. Uh, you know, if, you, if your heart stops, life stops. 
Uh, but for, for, for them, though, it was who you were. It's like the encompassing of who your being is. Uh, it, your heart was what came out into the world uh, to show them who your true character really is. Uh, and Jesus is telling the people that your heart should be what God wants it to be. It ought to be pure and spotless like God. It ought to be perfect as God in heaven is perfect. And that is what we're, we're trying to allow the Holy Spirit inside of us to change us and transform us so that our heart looks like God's heart and then it goes out into the world uh, today and if our heart is pure then we will see God in everything we will see God in creation in each other in the world and how we interact uh, and, and we ought to be working towards that pure heart the message translation says this you're blessed when you can get your inside world your mind and heart put right then you can see God in the outside world. Uh, I kind of like the way that it said that uh, we, we ought to allow God's spirit to change us from the inside out to make us be who God is calling us to be so that the world can see who God is through how we interact with one another. Because it might be that we are the only people that someone comes in contact with who knows Jesus Christ. And the only way that they will know Jesus Christ is how we love and care for them. Those who have a pure heart will see God. Uh, God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. Uh, you know, the, old tr the translation that most of us know is, blessed are the peacemakers. Right? And, and whenever I hear this verse, uh, it brings my mind back to the old Monty Python uh, skit. Uh, and, and there uh, Jesus is, is up there teaching uh, the Beatitudes. And all the way in the back, all the way at the very end are the Monty Python. Does anybody watch Monty Python here? Uh, and, and so they're overhearing Jesus preaching the Beatitudes. And, and after they hear him say, Blessed are the cheesemakers, uh, is what they heard from that. And so from now on, whenever you read this passage, guess what you're going to think about. Uh, and God bless the cheesemakers because cheese makes me blessed and happy uh, through all of that. But notice the word maker in this. That is what is most important here. Uh, this translation says, God blesses those who work for peace because shalom is a work. It is something that we've got to do. We've got to make that work together. We've got to be a people who try to make peace in all circumstances. And the love of God is the love that changes us so much that to keep peace, we're so willing to cut off our arm or pluck out an eye to make sure we don't offend our spouse or our neighbor or God. That is who the peacemakers are, people who love so much that they're willing to work to make sure that shalom is there in the world. Uh, the, the most famous prayer for peace that I can think of is the prayer of uh, Francis Assisi. Uh, and this is uh, what 
he says. He says, Lord, and the choir does a great version of this song. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Think about an instrument. What does an instrument do? It, it goes forth into the world, and, and that's music comes through that instrument. How can we be? Lord, make me an instrument of, the, of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, thy pardon, Lord. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O divine master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. What an amazing prayer that is for all of us. We have got to be instruments of peace. It's the only way that we can make life work together. And if we're loving the way God loves, like we talked about last week, love is patient, love is kind, it is not irritable, boastful, rude, it does not envious or uh, want its own way. If we're loving God that way, then we're, if we're loving the world that way, then we are being an instrument of peace. The problem is we don't try to work for peace because we want our own selfish way we want our own things to be what we want them to be instead of working together in love to build one another up in love who are God's children those who are the peacemakers if you want to be a child of God, you've got to be willing to make peace. You've got to be a peacemaker. You've got to be an instrument to be used by God, an instrument used by God's grace to change the world, to stop the brokenness, to stop the hurting. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace where there's hatred, let me so love. Where there's injury, pardon where there's doubt faith where there's despair hope where there's darkness light where there's sadness joy this is the good news that Jesus came in he came to bring about these things Lord make us an instrument of your peace uh, and, and John Wesley felt like well you know what if you're living out this kind of life you're going to be persecuted. If you're really living out your call on God, living differently than the world, you're gonna be persecuted. Uh, and it says here, God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. What? What? How 
different is that from the way of the world be very glad I wish they would have left that out Sioni that's that's one of those that I'd like to get that marker and say no but if you're living out the life God is calling you to live there's going to be persecution and and people who aren't going to like the spirit of God that's living in you for a great award awaits you in heaven we've got to remember that when we are being persecuted when we are being treated unfairly for our faith that this world is not our home our home is in heaven and we are to live out our life as citizens as God's kingdom and not citizens of this earth our ruler is Jesus Christ above all everything else and we are to live that out no matter what happens in the world Uh, we are to live out followers of Jesus Christ and Jesus is teaching us through these words how we are to live out our faith as followers of Jesus Christ Uh, I saw a thing on Facebook this week you might have seen that people have have noticed there's two type of people in the Bible our neighbors who God tells us we're supposed to love and our enemies who God tells us we're supposed to I wish they would have left that out John Wesley says as as Christians the fundamentals of Christianity are these four things number one love your enemies Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And be, and be happy about it. Uh, and number four, pray for those who spitefully use and persecute you. This is what comprom- comprise the fundamentals of Christianity Jesus says the way is narrow that's pretty narrow isn't it John Wesley finishes up his sermon with these words let us not rest until every line of this is transcribed into our hearts let us watch and pray believe and love and execute self-control in all things until every part of it appears in our souls graven there by the finger of God let us persevere until we are holy as he is holy uh, who and he who calls us is holy and we are perfect as our heavenly father is perfect what amazing words first john chapter 3 verse 18 says this dear children let's not merely say that we love each other let's show the truth by our actions our actions will show that we belong to the truth who's the truth so we will be confident when we stand before god 
Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings and he knows everything. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence and we will receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and do the things that please him. And this is his commandment. We must believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. Just as he commanded us, those who, belay, uh, who obey God's commandments remain in fellowship with him and he with them. And we know he lives in us because the spirit he gave us lives in us. The only way that we can love our enemies is if we allow the grace of God into our hearts to change that hardened heart that we have into the heart that loves the way that God loves. The only way that we can have a pure heart that can transform the world is if we ask God, God, make me an instrument of thy peace so that I can be your children. God, how can I love the way that you love? God, in those moments when I am not living that out, how can I be a peacemaker? Because that is what God is calling us to be. Will you pray for your enemies? Will you love those who hate you, even in spite of yourself? Make us all instruments of God's loving peace until he comes again and brings the fullness of his love forever and ever. Let us pray. God, we are broken. We're less than you created us to be. You created us in your image, and we break that image through our sinfulness from turning away from you. But God, may we hear you speak to us on the mountain. May you help us through the power of your spirit to truly love one another. Make us instruments of your peace. Purify our hearts through the power of your Holy Spirit. Cast out anything in our lives that is not of you. And in those times that we turn away, we thank you that you always keep calling, keep loving, keep seeking, keep wrapping your loving arms around us no matter who we are or what we've done. God, we love you. We thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you for his blood on the cross that covers every single one of our sins. Help us to repent and live out our life to your glory as your children, full of your love, full of your grace, full of your peace, offering that love and that peace and that forgiveness to all we come in contact with. May your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.